Alright guys, have you ever had a 10 second experience that you'd like to forget? Meet Dory. Separated from her parents as a child, she suffers from memory loss every 10 seconds. <laughs> Don't we wish all women were like that? Ain't it right, boys? <laughs> Join Dory with her pals Marlin and Nemo on their thrilling nautical adventure to reunite her with her parents. Finding Dory in theaters today. Cuckoo's Nest Podcast. Next. <laughs> Alright, episode 5. Medication time. With the fellas following a uh, pretty extravagant start to the uh, NBA offseason. Uh, hopefully, like Dory, the Knicks are finding their way to some something resembling success, uh, which is where we'll start because I'm honestly not so sure, and it pretty much, the Derrick Rose trade is like the same old Knicks all over again. Now, in reality, like there's pl- plenty of angles you could look at it for this trade, but like on the flip side, on one side you say, all right, they didn't really give up that much, they got a guy as a former MVP, they... You know, and they they shared up the point guard position, which is probably the most important position in the league. But then on the other side, they gave up a pretty good a contract that's going to look pretty good in Robin Lopez's, leaving them a hole at center. And they got Derrick Rose, who was arguably one of the worst starting point guards in the league last year. So I don't know what side of the fence you're on. I'm not really a fan of it. Just like I understand it, it's but I'm not really. I'm not against it. it whatsoever. I see very little risk and a medium reward out of this. Derrick Rose isn't going to be the player that some Knicks fans are saying he's going to be. He's going to be an average point guard, but maybe a little bit above average. But for giving up, getting rid of Calderon, Jerry Grant, who really is a backup guard for the rest of his career. Wait, you mean, you mean Jerry Grant's not going to be Chris Paul? I thought based on yeah, a lot of reaction. I don't, I don't know if that uh, did that was that a comparison they made when he was getting drafted. <laughs> hey, Jerry you know. Grant's going to be like Penny Hardaway. <laughs> well, according to our good buddy DK, he's uh, him and Anthony Davis Listen, are the new Shaq I, and Penny. But I, I completely understand the the idea of going after Rose and the low risk associated with it. But let's look at it this way: Derrick Rose actually plays, let's say, seventy percent of the games this year, and he plays well. And that's a lot. And, yes. and that's that's being optimistic. So you're saying average to above average. Well, you know, there's some statistics last year when you look at it, and Derrick Rose is one of the worst point guards in the league. So let's see if he can regain his form. You know, he somewhat stayed healthy last year. Nothing. Another year under his belt. He's got to get his legs under. Okay, so so he's still 27. You got a former MVP. I mean, how many active MVPs are there in the league? You got LeBron. You got you got Steph Curry, and you KD Durant, and you got Derrick Rose. Those those are the four guys. So. For me, though, this minimal risk is really bullshit, that narrative, because if he plays well, you're going to have to re-sign him. And with the cap going up, you're going to you're gonna have to pay him more than what you would have been paying Robin Lopez over that course of time. And no, Robin Lopez is by no means a potential all-star. He's a solid starting big. And you want to know what? He played, played pretty well in the Knicks system last year. So now you're going to reinvest that money into Derrick Rose. And then it also symbolizes the fact that if you're New York Knicks right now, you're going for it right now, rather than trying to build around Porzingis, is what they should be doing. Instead, you're trying to make the most out of, because they obviously made the mistake with re-signing Melo and giving him the no trade, so you're stuck with him. So now you surround him with Derrick Rose, former MVP, injury-riddled vet, that we don't know what the hell we're getting from, and then they're so going to go sign a big man. The route that the Knicks should be going is the, the route of the 76ers, probably, right? No, not because not they went full hanky to the point where... They they got stu- they just kept rebuilding like there was no not now look if I were running the Knicks I would have tried to trade Carmelo that's not realistic 
So because he he wouldn't oh, I've go. I've said anywhere. that. I've said that since day one. He, he wouldn't go anywhere. Not happening. To him. Now, right. What yeah. I would have done. What I would have done is I would have attacked it. Tried to bring in like three three guards or so, like to really shore up the backcourt. Keep Robin Lopez down low, and just try to just continue to build on it. You get a draft pick next year and more more uh, cap space uh, next year, and then you go out and make a run. It's one of these guys. How how many teams in the in recent NBA history have been built through trades and free agency? The Miami Heat. That's that's really the only one that's actually been successful. I mean, the, and the they got Celtics LeBron. Getting Garnett and Allen. Cavs. Point. Well, the Cavs. The Kyrie Cavs. Irving, Tristan Thompson, Della Vadova. All these guys are they're, they're drafted guys. How many how many teams have won an NBA? Kyrie, Kyrie and I guess Tristan Thompson. How? how but Della Vadova was a role player. Okay. For him. LeBron was technically drafted by the Cavs. He didn't play anything. He didn't play as much. Look, he, in the he, he didn't play in the finals, but he was a crucial part of their playoff run. And the and I last just, year, last year he and was. Last yeah, year, sure. And last they, year he was. All right, but they, they, they do. They went out. Where, where were these guys picked though? Kyrie Irving, number one. Tristan Thompson, number four. You look at you look at the Celtics teams. Even when they won, they still had they had two key cogs in there. They had Paul Pierce. They had Rajon Rondo that they drafted. And Kendrick Perkins. And, and Kendrick Perkins, so he, another one. You you look at the Miami Heat. Yes, they brought in LeBron and Chris Bosh, and that obviously helps when you bring the greatest player on the planet in there with another All Star. But, he's guaranteed a Finals run every single year. Okay, there's a LeBron but, exception. But there's Don't get me there's wrong. a common denominator there. They had Dwayne Wade, lottery pick. Boom, that's who they're building around. They also had had other draft picks in there, like Mario. Knicks got their one lottery pick. Okay, okay, so that's that's what I'm saying. So they have Przingis. Isn't it a hell of a lot easier to continuously build through the lottery? Now you don't necessarily need to go full hanky. They they kept drafting their trading away their draft picks in the first place. They actually have them now. Next year they have their pick, and they're heading to basketball purgatory, which is going to be just missing the playoffs or barely making the playoffs. That's obviously the worst place to be in, and. The whole roast, and that's what I kind of see, just symbolizing that they're going to just try to keep doing these quick fixes right. and bring in these veterans that are going to be hurt. They're not, you're not going anywhere with it. Well, and at best, they're what they were making the second round of the playoffs, and who knows how long well, that cycle is going to keep going don't, now. Don't give me the bullshit that Phil has a plan in all this, because Robin Lopez, Absolutely. Jose Calderon, Jerry and Grant, these were Phil's handpicked guys that, that he wanted to stress so much. Where are they? A year later, all gone. Hey, when I say Phil has a plan, I'm being somewhat sarcastic. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not so sure about, about that, Tim. I think you actually think he has a plan. It was kind nah, of rhetorical, you, I, but... I, I don't think he gives a fuck. <laughs> but my, my point is that he, like... He doesn't have a clue. He, he really doesn't. So let's say, so you got Derrick Rose now. Let's say you sign Noah or Gasol or Howard, which would be just don't even get me started. But don't sign Dwight, please. But, but, but let's 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 say you get one of those Dwight. guys. You sign an Evan Turner or Gerald Green or something. You're starting five. You're looking at something like say Rose, Turner, Mello, Perzingis, and and Noah. You know something like that. A pretty good starting five. Who's your bench? You have no you bench. Still have no depth. You got uh, O'Quinn. Now, now, you're, now you're black se- Irish. You're, you're ceiling there. You're probably looking at a maybe a, a top, maybe a four seed in the East. Oh, you'll win one round in the playoffs and get outed. You know? I don't even think they're a four seed at this I, I, with that roster. I no, think there's it, but, seven well, the only the only reason I say it is because the East is so weak that it is weak. But I still. But think also, I love I love I, I, the Pacers. I'm counting on Rose getting hurt. Rose gets hurt. What's the harm? It's one year. He's gone. Even if he even if he plays moderately well, unless he's playing amazing, they're not going to sign him for that much. But, but also. With the cap going up, if Derrick Rose plays well, he's going to get starting point guard money. It's going to look like it's a lot more, but the cap's up. He's going to get starting point guard money, and regardless if the cap's going up, that's still going to eat into a significant portion of what they're going to have available. But you had Robin Lopez under under contract for uh, $13.5 million. It it works both ways. With the cap going up, you had a starting center at a locked-in price that's going to seem like a bargain. 
And so, so, so yeah, you say it's no risk of one year uh, trial run test drive with Derrick Rose. So even so, you're like, yeah, he's his contract's going to look big, but relative to the cap, okay. But you're going to be paying uh, for a starting point guard eight or nine million dollars more than you were paying for a starting. And, center. and let, let's say he sucks, and everybody says, all right, it was worth the experiment. We let him go. Who the hell's their point guard next year? They don't have one. It still didn't Lottery. answer a question. Yeah, Ron Baker's going to be running Lottery, point next year. Yeah. Hey, I I like Ron Baker, but he's the next client. Let's throw Ron Baker. But yeah, I mean, I think that. The Knicks are going to sign Kevin Durant, guys. Well, that's the only Just throwing that away. That's the only way, and I would put maybe a half a percent chance of it happening. But that's the only way that the Rose move makes sense. It, it really is because then if you put Durant now, uh, good luck finding shots for everybody. But if you have Durant, yeah. Mello, Rose, I mean, Przingis probably becomes just a shot blocker at that point because I mean, yeah, when is he going to touch the ball? Or Przingis. Now, uh, my my biggest thing now it's completely out of left field here, but obviously Rondo's a free agent. If you really want to get a team full of head cases, what if you sign Rondo to run the point and then put push off Rose to the two guard? Got to get the uh, Dwight in there then too. Yeah, let's we can get we can get Howard and Rondo. Let's. You're gonna need somebody to get Przingis the ball because between Derrick Rose and Melo, I don't see how Przingis is getting any touches besides rebounding the basketball. Like that's it. So I mean, this is this. The Knicks should be focused on building around Porzingis. You have a potential superstar in the making here. And three years from now, when Melo's he's the finally... Turk, isn't he? He's the next Turk. Pretty much. I mean, that's Better one of the draft predictions that hit. Come on. But, but I, I, I mean, look around the league. These teams that have superstars, and they waste, they waste, uh, waste these guys' prime, and next thing you know, you're either looking to trade them, or you're just going to stay in the same spot where you're going to be forced to try to contend and you're going to be in the back end of the playoffs or just missing. And that's where the Knicks are. It's the same cycle over and over again. And Derrick Rose is just Antonio McDice, Tracy McGrady, Steve Francis. It's just another former All-Star. That's all it yeah, is. The way, I, the way I see it is Phil has two plans, and I'm not. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because this is the way I could see it. You go for a I quick little... one plan. You say he has two? <laughs> well, no. It's like you go, well, two runs in him is what he's going for. If this is anything where he could be doing it. Go for a quick win right now. It's not going to happen. But you're not going to do anything either way with LeBron still in the league at, playing at this caliber of oh, play. Th- that's, that's true. But the other teams in the Eastern Conference, though, too. The, the, finish, no, but finish. the Pacers just added Jeff Teague and Thaddeus Young. He's prime. It's still six years, seven years off of when he's going to be at his all-time best. But you're not going to have anybody by that point because then you're going to have to bottom out and build through the lottery again. And those no, guys you might get a you might get a one hit player who's ready to go right year one. Maybe we, maybe barely making the Wait, playoffs. You don't get lottery picks. LeBron Junior's what eleven right now? <laughs> so, so seven years from now, you think we're getting Bronny? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. If you look at it right now, the Eastern Conference, the Cavs aren't going anywhere. The Pacers just gave up George Hill in the twentieth pick for Jeff Teague and Thaddeus Young. They're much improved. The Raptors are still going to be there next year. The Celtics should still be there next year. I mean, the Knicks at best are going to be the fifth or sixth Pistons best team. Are coming up still. The, the Pistons, the Magic. I mean, you got teams that are either on the level playing field with the Knicks or they're still better than them. Well, I, I'd say, you know, looking at the Knicks, their best course, honestly, is fuck these big guys. Just go move Sly Przingis to the five, Melo to the four, and bring in a couple wings. Now, I know it's a weak position, but let's say you brought in guys like Bazemore, Turner, Gerald Green, and just some guys who could play in Hornacek's system, throw the triangle out the window, and just play the modern day small ball that the you know that the NBA is being played now. And then you know you'll have you got to have a backup big as you saw the Warriors were obviously exposed when Bogut went out. But you you need a guy who's going to be able to play down low. But, but, but that was also the one way to beat the Warriors. You notice the Thunder attacked them on the boards too with Cantor and Adams. Yeah. So there's a way to beat. 
Now, you know, the best way to beat the Warriors isn't necessarily to be the Warriors, but and the Cavs have tried that and they failed. But you got to have some sort of hybrid between the Warriors and then get these bigs to crash the glass and then, you know, basically body them and tire them out. But if I, I, that's why I felt like the, the Thunder should have won it. Well, they, I mean, they blew it. They, they kept. Yeah, well, yeah, they should have kept going with the big guys down, like banging them, passing the ball around, an offensive rebound. But then they went to just Westbrook and Grant having to score every possession. It, it was hero ball. Any help from anyone, so. Well, that kind of just shows the record. They weren't that good. I mean, they had a great record and everything, but their fourth quarters they struggled every time. They don't know what at that point where to go with it. So. For them to collapse like that, Thunder, you can see it coming. Well, what, what did you guys think about the Serge Ibaka trade yesterday? I would say the Magic. I mean, you look at the Magic out a lot. They certainly did with not just Oladipo, but the other two guys. I mean, Ibaka was declining all these years, and it's finally... They moved on. He didn't have as much of a role anymore anyway, so good for them. Good for the Magic, too, I think. In their depth at guard, now they can feel it up a little bit. Yeah, so I, th- I thought the trade was, uh, you know, like you look at the, what the Thunder were able to do there. And, yeah, as you said, Ibaka was kind of like, he had just became, he wasn't Serge Ibaka anymore. He was just a guy who kind of hung out on the three-point line. Don't get me wrong, he was a crucial part in why they were so successful against Golden State. But they, their biggest their biggest hole has been the two-guard. Yeah, I mean, from from the Orlando standpoint, I don't really understand the trade for like I don't get. I know their backcourt, I guess, was getting somewhat crowded, and maybe Peyton and Oladipo can play together. But like Ibaka is going to leave after this year, so I mean, to me, and it's not like they're ready to contend this year. So I don't I don't really understand the trade from their perspective. They but. certainly gave up a lot just to get this one player. Yeah, and I know that, that trade is a lot different from the Rose trade. Granted, Ibaka is better than Rose, but they're giving up like Oladipo, which is. I thought he was really good. I'm surprised. Well, I mean, let's let's not neglect the fact that they're giving up Sabonis in the deal too. I know Tim is a huge uh, Sabonis fan. He thinks he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh well, apparently, if if you were making great comparisons, he's got to fit right in. Right? Well, he has to be his dad, right? There's no other way. It's just like Patrick Ewing Jr. It's Listen, he wasn't crazy. even the best guy on his, on his team this year. He should not have been drafted that high. I, I actually like Sabonis. I, I don't think he's going to be anything more than... He was than, second best player. I'm not saying he was bad. He's I, a double I, I don't think guy. that he's going to be much... He's not going to be much more than, like, a rotation big. But, you know, it, basically after, like, the first six, seven, eight picks in the draft, from that point out, you're really just drafting role players. So I, I don't mind the pick there. And now he's not no, really... No, it shows the weakness of the draft. I'll, I'll say that much. I mean, they, that's true. I mean, at the 11th pick in the Pist, who's went there? Clay, Clay Thompson went there, right? Paul George, I think, went right around there. So, you know, there's there's always some talented guys there. But usually when you're looking at the 11th pick in the draft, you're just going to get a role player. So I, I don't mind the pick. I think he'll be all right. Not not very good, but all right. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, honestly, when, when you're looking at it, like every second-round pick is – Dream on green these days. Every European second round, well, we know he's not European. Don't don't tell Charles Barkley though. But uh, like every every uh, like international second round pick is Manu Ginobili. You know, like it's like every every single guy is compared to the best possible thing. And it's like I I know we've made like you've heard the Heald and Curry comparisons. You know, pretty hey, much. Hey, expectations are always going to be high. It gets people excited. People want to hear it. I'm not saying I I look at Buddy Heald as a guy who can shoot, has great range. I see him as a Steph Curry coming out of when he came out of Davidson. 
Now, what he does from here on out for the next four years is up to him. If he wants to get his handles up, get his passing ability up, but, who knows? But you got it. Like Steph, Steph Curry is the, the two-time defending MVP, has arguably the greatest shooter of all time, and you're comparing a guy in a weak draft who went six to him. Now, I, I know you're not saying he's him today, but you know, just when you th- start throwing it around names like that, I just I don't get it. And, and it's all you hear on these telecasts. Like watching the MLB draft, it seemed like every single guy was like the next Mike Trout or Alex Rodriguez, and it's like, dude, come on. Man. Yeah, I mean, as soon as the pick gets made, what does ESPN have? They have Jalen Rose just saying, "Oh, he's this," and it's always oh, a superstar. It's so, all like, like, hey, it gets people excited, all right? Like, yeah, you that's got, the whole thing. But, uh, All right, but but let's put it this way. So we, we make fun of the Sixers for their process, and over the past few years, they just got LeBron James, by the way, in the draft, and Ben Simmons. Uh, they he's, got, no, he's nowhere near LeBron. They, they, they got Hakeem, oh, he's LeBron. They, they got Hakeem Olajuwon when they drafted Embiid. He's, he's been a real force for them so far. Uh, they got Nerlens Noel, who I guess his comp coming in was really like Serge Ibaka, so nothing great, but, you know, pretty... Pretty solid player in there. I mean, if you really wanted to go nuts, you could say Matumbo just for his defensive Matumbo. presence. Matumbo. Um, he was known as a defensive stud. He knew he can't play offense. Yeah, yeah. So he did play well last year when he played, though. I mean, I mean, he's getting better. Second yeah, half of the year, he played nice. That's what he has to develop though. His offense. Just, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, like one of the guys that you consistently heard that wasn't even drafted yesterday was that English kid Brexit. I thought the Knicks were going to trade in for Brexit, but they they never did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard I heard the pound was really down on Brexit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, Twitter was going up. It was like he was the hot guy. I think he was trending for a while last night. He's still trending today, and he doesn't even have a team. <laughs> That's the amazing. He's gonna part. be signed. You I, know I, he's gonna be I signed. Sign him. I'd, I'd sign Brexit on. I, I I saw Trump talking about him. Like you even <laughs> you even had the Irish and the and the Scottish voting on Brexit. Now, Brexit is should Trump the next time keep him out or what's what's Trump's role in this? <laughs> they, they I think go. Trump should be trying to recruit him, get him in, Does he not want him in the league. I I think his campaign was make the Knicks great again, and it was let's go get Brexit. <laughs> I'm into it. Well, from I what I it. from what I hear, his value's down. Like he could, you he could be had on the cheap, right? I mean, pretty much. I mean, let, let's break up. Let's. Let's break up Brexit. You know, I'm tired of all these European guys. Like, you know, yesterday in the draft, there were so many Europeans at a point, nobody knows who the fuck these guys are. It's like, did they just draft an STD? Like, like when the Kings took that guy, uh, that center, you know, uh, it, what the hell is the it Greek called? Guy? Cl- Cl- Chlamydia, Papillona virus, or whatever the fuck it is. It is that was it. Jaria. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so they take him, and it's just like, why the fuck are they taking taking an STD? Like, you already have Willie Cauley-Stein, you got DeMarcus Cousins, you got Kufus. It's like, the Kings are obviously the worst organization. Hey, God, God, God help Boogie. God help him. Yeah, DeMarcus just, I feel like regardless of whatever the draft was going to be, DeMarcus wasn't going to be happy. He just <laughs> has to be a dick to whatever happens, and hey, his response is, is amazing. But he was the next Shaq, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was going to be, I mean, he was going to be a combination of, like, every old big, you know, just with, the, basically a big with an attitude problem, you know, like, guy's just going to be a monster, it's just, but you know. Who's the monster, though? Oh, he's, he's the boogie monster. There's, uh, there's no dispute in that. Who, who would you rather have uh, going forward, Boogie Cousins, Carl Anthony Towns, or Anthony Davis? That's something. I think that I think ultimately Towns might wind up being the best player of the three. Right now, I think. Yeah, I think right now I'd take Davis. I'm just disappointed because Anthony Davis should. The injuries is the concerning thing with Anthony Davis. Well, you got. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying he should be, but his injuries just kind of 
shy away from that. What what makes you shy away more, the injuries with Anthony Davis or the head case with Boog? You see, I think Boogie on a on a good team, I don't think he'll ever be a guy who's going to play on a championship contender for that reason. Now, there's guys who have figured it out in the past. Don't get me wrong, but like, but to be the star player, which he would more than likely be, or at worst the two on a legit championship contender, I don't really see that happening. Where I could see Davis and Towns easily being anchoring their teams, like so. In terms of that, I would probably gamble on Davis before I gambled on Cousins. But Cousins, I love watching. He's a great Sacramento king. Yeah, Cousins. Daily fantasy-wise, he's a terrific player. To Statistic, statistically, he's right there with Davis. Yeah, even better for the good portions. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, when you're dealing with nuts, it, it's just, it, it's difficult, man. Because eventually he's they turn. Yeah, I mean, you, you can say, I mean, just look, look around the league, like, you know, like going back, like a football comparison, like T.O., you know, was obviously a great player and all that, but really, what did he, ultimately, any team, any very good team he was on ultimately wound up crumbling, you know, and he got kicked out the door eventually, so. I believe that DeMarcus Cousins is actually a Leo. Uh, look, looking it up, I'm not, you know, an astrologist or nothing, but. He, Are you 100% sure on that? I, I know that our friend is Leo, but I don't know if DeMarcus is Leo. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a Leo, but then again. Are you a Leo, Tim? Oh, I'm a Libra, man. I'm balanced. Well balanced. All right, so, yeah. so you're really great. so you're gonna segregate a guy on you're gonna you're gonna start segregating basketball players by their astrology sign. I mean, yeah, I would try to build a team around what I. You no, know, that should go into that should go into the draft. Like they gotta look at that. It's like a, a metric. Well, you know what I don't understand is the people who actually buy into this astrology crap. Like, what the fuck does it? What's the difference between what day you were born and what, like? It has literally nothing to do with anything. I love when they read their, uh, whatever they're called. What are they called? I have no idea what you're talking about. No, horoscopes. Daily, daily, horoscopes, yes. that's what they're called. They read them, and it's just the most generic statements that can apply to something you're like, oh my god, that's me. 100%. Oh, well, like, do, you trust, do you trust a horoscope or a fortune cookie uh, uh, thing that you get when you open that up? What do you trust more? I don't trust anything that starts with whore. I live more by the fortune cookie. I feel like I don't have Chinese food as much as I can. Like, horoscopes, you can read. You do. If you really are into it, you can read them every day. How well, often are you eating Chinese food? Yesterday. I, tr- I trust uh, ch- uh, fortune cookies because at least you can learn Chinese, like, a word a day. Yeah. But back, do you even remember it? Like, if I, asked, if I asked you an hour later, would you be able to tell me what word you learned on the back of your fortune? That day, yes. But then past that day, it's gone. I, I don't even Tim is Knowledge of the Chinese language, thanks to Fortune. No, I'm more Japanese. I'm like, Ohio, Kashimasu. <laughs> I, I can't remember the two the names of the two uh, Chinese players that were drafted last night. How am I going to remember a word? I mean, I Chinese remember, players drafted last yeah, night? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And none of them were Wang Shipang, who has to be the greatest uh, Chinese basketball player of all time. And yes, I know that Yao exists. I'm very <laughs> well aware you can't miss the guy. But uh, Wang Shipang, he was on those <laughs> national teams. And I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, but Wang Shipeng is just... That name sounds extremely familiar. Yeah, also McCags used to uh, always say it back in the day. But yeah, General Sal was taken by the Rockets in the second round. How good Elder McCags? What? Elder McCags? Did you say McCags? Yeah, yeah McCags. McCags. Yeah. The Engaged. Like Danny or like... No, Danny. the Engaged. Uh, Danny, come on. Eno Jacob. I was going to say, Jacob doesn't say anything. Well, no, back in the day he used to mumble a couple words. But... Yeah, he only he talked to like four of us, Tim. Not me. Hey, well, yeah. J- Jake, if you're listening, buddy, uh, give us a call on these days. We'd love, love to have you on the pod. I mean, podcast. Love to have you on. Congratulations on the engagement. 
Can't wait for the wedding. Yeah, no, we, we need podcasters to give his blessing on the wedding. What about Conductus? Conductus is amazing, by the way. Yeah, so what, what was going on on the train the other day? I'm just, there's uh, this this one uh, one conductor. What? I was towards the back of the train. She's been on a couple times. She's so 10%. I mean, 10%. That was a typo <laughs> that I, I made. I meant to write 10 out of 10, talking about a girl who was wearing some flower pants and wrote 10%. So that that's now how we refer to someone who is a ten out of ten. I don't really see that one picking up, but I I'm I'm really pushing for it. I don't see I don't see how that's that bad. Think about it. How many girls? It's probably one percent are actually ten out of tens. Yeah, probably. Well, they need to know what is it? According to Seinfeld, five percent of people are dateable. So dateable. So that even less has to be like point zero one percent of ten. Well, 10 do you ever find yourself like even when you're scrolling through like Tinder or Bumble or whatever, and like you know you'll grinder. Grinder, yeah, I mean, you'll swipe, you know, right on some people. You'll be like, yeah, I'd fuck them, but realistically, like, you go through, you'll be like, man, half, like, the majority of these chicks I would never get into a relationship with. Like, they're all just, like, most of them, like, even the good-looking ones are, like, sevens on there. Like, there's some sort of flaw where you'd be yeah. like, all right. Oh, and, there, and there's always got to be some issues with them. They got, like, a kid, or they have, they're, like, probably a transvestite. Those That's are the worst. Dude, too. when you get duped by that, like cause you, if you're power swiping or whatever, and then you, you get a match. Oh, I power swipe to the right all the time, so I've I don't ever not power swipe. Yeah, you know, so then I'll like look at it and be like, you know, because sometimes I won't even open the thing. I'll just see like the profile picture and be like, all right, you know, I can kind of see myself frogging this person. And you say something, and then they'll say something back to you, and you're like, all right, maybe I'll check their profile. And it's like transgender, you know, transgender or whatever, and it's like, oh, fuck. I always read the profile first because of that reason. Now, <laughs> now, now the, the most interesting thing, I, I don't know, I've noticed it more out here in Minnesota than in New York. So many people put in, like, their political views in there. Like, if you support Trump, then they don't swipe left. swipe left. Like, why? How is that even relevant? No, it's not. You don't want to hook up with anyone who supports Trump either way. Like, I don't want to hook up with anybody who puts that in their bio. <laughs> no, I'd, st- I'd, I'd stick the dick right in the mouth just to shut him up. Well, I just can't believe how many chicks are on there that will say, like, you know, the minute you make an allusion towards stuff in their cunt, they'll just be like, oh, I'm not on here for hookups. Then oh! Why are you on there? To make a friend? No, it, it's Tinder. Like, you're there to... Hand- you're not There's finding... There's reason to be on that app. I mean, I, I think they're on there to replace their teddy bear that they got rid of 10 years ago. You know, they just need they need an imaginary friend that they can talk to. Like their webkins? Yeah, I mean, well, we oh, already went yeah. through webkins. I had Borat, and Borat was one hell of a webkin. You ever find Borat? I mean, I'm in, I'm 19 hours away, so I don't know where the hell Borat is. I couldn't I find him. Online, online, I couldn't find it, though, no. You should have burned those things the day after you bought them. No, I don't think time, you understood man. the connection we had with that. That was like an after-school thing. Go home, go on, go on webkins and just, you know, yeah. do my Jesus thing. Jesus Christ. Just yeah. think you're upset you weren't included in this little... Uh... No, I'm upset I'm friends with you guys. Why? Who the hell has a webkins? All right, I bet you if I said that I had a webkin in my Tinder bio that I would get more swipes. Yeah. Everybody loves webkins. All right, you, you changed my... Uh, Tinder picture of the handlebar mustache. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys should have seen that. Oh my god, it was great. Well, we we were on a video call before. I did see it. Oh, true. You still have it, Joey? I didn't even realize. Yeah, I still have it. Well, I, I, I don't totally think it would work now. like this. I really don't think I should. You got to grow out the mutton chops. They're there. Just let them grow. <laughs> I feel like it really gave me a boost and everything, but. A lot of jealousy towards me, I feel like, because people just wish they could have what I have right now. 
See, the, the problem with the mustache is that it takes some dedication. Like, you gotta put in some real man hours to get the mustache. But the thing is, once you actually get it to a point where it's respectable, it's like, damn, this guy can actually pull off the mustache. But it, those those growing stages are just brutal. It, they, they eat up the best of them. I mean, traditionally what I've done is I've had the full beard, and I've had that going for like a couple weeks, month, whatever, and then... I'll I'll shave it off just to the mustache. The thing is grown in nicely. It's it's beautiful, and uh, I have it for a day or two. I feel like I get judged, just looked at very weirdly as I'm walking around. Love it. It's a good time, and then you know goes away for a while. Well, I, well, I, I, I will put it this way, Joey. You don't look like you're part of ISIS with the sash. I don't. What do I look like then? I don't know. A Japanese porn star. Well. I mean, I, I think that the mustache gives some kind of toughness to somebody for whatever reason. Like, you see a guy with a handlebar mustache, you're like, I'm not fucking with this guy. I, I wouldn't have been fucked with anywhere. Yeah. That's why, don't don't you think, like, more like more pitchers in baseball should go to the handlebar mustache or something? Like, like obviously, if you got a guy like Syndergaard, he's pretty intimidating on the mound. But, like, what what if Tim Lincecum took on the took on the handlebar mustache now that he's back? I don't know if he could even grow one. But I know he's, like, 130 pounds, but it would certainly add something to it. He did try to pull up the stash. It just didn't really work. <laughs> You're right. You can't grow one. You never really see the mustache anymore. Obviously, the Yankees tried to get that going last year when they had the mustache. Uh, oh, the, stash, the stash squad was awesome. Team, teams try to do it every once in a while. I mean. it, it, they never really hold on to it, though, for like an entire season. Like no. I would I would love to see that. Like like You've seen guys like Michael Jordan and Melo try to pull off the Hitler over the past few years, and that's just... I mean, they, black people I, trying to pull off I see that. that. I, I didn't see that. You, you have not seen Mello or the Michael Jordan oh, hands commercial? Yeah, just Michael, Michael Jordan's Hitler mustache was well-known to him. Come on. Yeah, and Carmelo when he when he thins it out really thin on the sides, it and but he keeps it pretty thick in the middle. It from oh, afar it looks like right. he's yeah. That's I guess so. Man. Like you could but look black up people do that with their mustaches. Yeah, but you could look up the the mellow dolph and it'll it'll be yeah. There. I got I got to look up the comparison. But uh, but yeah, no, I think the reason people do that taper off because I think because Hitler ruined a perfectly good mustache. Oh, he absolutely did. So you got to make like all you know alterations to it to but, actually. But here's the thing, though: if you got a handlebar mustache, for example, you're kind of limiting what what kind of career that you can have. Because, like, for example, the president of the United States is never going to have a handlebar mustache. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, I yeah, you're, yeah that's discri- that's discriminating. Why can't it be? Because if nobody... I was president, I would do weird things with my facial. No, hair. I mean, I, so, I so every time they see me in public, they. No one knows what to think. I I, I, th- I think that they should. I mean, go for it. Imagine Barry going out there right now with the handlebar, or even Hill Dog going up there for one of her rallies <laughs> with the handlebar. Hill Dog's got something going. Well, she probably has a handlebar downstairs, but they, they, that's probably what that's probably what's been keeping hey, Slick Willie away. Bush is in, all right? Bush is in. No, I, I do think Bush is coming in again. I really do. The I, art, the art uh, pubic hair art is in. That's what's in. See, I've, I've always wanted to do something, but it's kind of like... I just never have the... I don't have the artistic ability, number one. Number two, I... feel I just, like I have the artistic ability. I just... I, I don't know. I feel like it's a waste I, of effort. I, can't do anything. I, I just... I've gone from keeping it to shave to just a nice trim. Yeah, I, li- I like tough. I like it sticking out at least four inches. <laughs> That's pretty long. It has to match the rest of the body hair. Otherwise. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think everybody should shave their body hair so every hair is the same length on your body. One, one razor. Yeah, it's... It's a nice way to do it. No, like I, I was telling you guys the other day how I think I'm just going to shave my entire body so every single part of my body has like a C on it. So, so like left arm, I'm just going to just gonna shave it all, uh, you know, shave it all and leave a C. 
uh, chest, yeah, shave the, it all, even C. Hair, right? Yeah, C and hair. Not, the, the easy yeah. way out is just to shave the C in there. No, 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 no. That's just, too easy. Just the, the, a hairy C all over <laughs> that. You know, like like Hill Dog has the hairy C. We all know that. <laughs> so, you know, just... I, I think body hair art is the next next big thing. We should really get into that. Well, start the I'm trend. In. You got me in. All right, so body hair art and the two-way petting zoo. Well, Anti-two-way anti petting zoo. Why? Oh! Hey, ball and piece well, Harambe. Harambe. They, they just came out with a song for Harambe. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, I'll try to pull it up real quick. VIP, but, by the way. No, Harambe is the man. Like, uh, I don't know. I like his boy, the alligator, better, though. No, come on, Tim. Harambe. He actually, he actually killed someone. Yeah, but he didn't mean to. Nah, he said ride or die, nigga, and, and took that kid down. Oh, whoa, we're dropping somewhat hard R's here. Uh, no, that was a, that was a, that was a soft day. A soft day. Soft day. All right, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, this this was actually trending on Twitter yesterday. The Harambe, uh, Harambe song. Now I gotta try to find. Is it, it. anything like the J.R. Smith? Song? Uh, I I can't actually find the song. I can find the lyrics though. So if, does anybody wanna wanna sing? It's 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 looks like it's kind of like a duet. Or they got they got different parts. So they have Harambe. You guys, since you guys are next to each other, clearly you guys gotta sing it. I don't have any sort of uh, nah. musical. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this goes. I mean, Tim, we're classically trained. Yeah, but I'm not looking at the lyrics. <laughs> I need a melody or something, you know? Like, need something in the background. Shit, I, I don't so know. They, they, they got Harambe, they got the zookeeper, they got Harambe's ghost, they got protesters, they got Harambe's <laughs> ghost again, protesters. It's, this is just amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, I can't find the audio for it, but I encourage everybody to go look up the lyrics to Harambe's song. Uh, May he bowl in peace. Yeah, no. Uh, May he bowl in peace, is that what <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I mean, Harambe, that story really resonated with everybody, and it's, uh, you know, it's a shame. Ape li- uh, Gorilla Lives Matter. I, I think they should name the Las Vegas hockey team after Harambe. Oh, yeah, what do you guys think, like, for Las- for the hockey team, what do you think they should be called? I saw some people say the Las Vegas Strip, and you could kind of interpret that however you wanted to. Oh! I was I was literally about to say that without even knowing that. Be- Except I probably would have said strippers. Well, well, that's why if you leave... Well, it's it not going to be strippers, Tim. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's just a name. They're, they're not going to do it. Well, well, do you think that they go with something that, like, has a gambling... Should be L.A. related? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think they should. Well, what about the Las Vegas Ice Girls? That wouldn't be bad. Do you I'm think... Not well, I don't think they're going to be all, like, dressed up and everything when they're cleaning off the ice. You, you want to know what's weird, though? Like, most teams have gotten away from the ice girls nowadays, and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make it equal between the guys and the girls, and they don't want them wearing the skanky outfits and then, you know, sucking and fucking all the, all the players. They're going to be railed by everybody. Well, I'm telling you, when, when, we, worked for the, when we worked for the Islanders, they, the, that year they had to, the following year they didn't bring back any of the ice girls because they, uh, they, all saw, they were sucking and fucking all the players. And so the following year, on opening night, the players all uh, bought one of the boxes and they put all the fired ice girls up in the box and just pissed off management. That's nice. Yeah, it was great. And then they had a bunch of guys uh, sweeping up the ice. <laughs> so it's kind of a... Well, I mean, there's a reason that they're, they're referred to as puck sluts, so... Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Absolutely not. I'm, all, I'm for it. Yeah. What, Pro puck what, slut. What do you think is the worst, the worst type of, like... Uh, Girl sports fan. What do you call them? The the cheat, the cleat chasers, the the puck sluts. Uh, 
I don't even know the the fake wannabe basketball whores. Uh, Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean the worst? In what in what terms? Like 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 who are the sluttiest out of them all? Oh, the puff sluts! I've heard great stories. That, that's what I'm saying. Like they they seem to be uh, seem to be pretty down to do anything. Well, you look at yeah, Boomer's daughter. I heard they get, they get like triple teams. Like they, they go for all the players. Like I, I feel the like the team. Islanders, the Islanders' fourth line between Martin, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck are all just you know passing around Boomer's daughter. Well, Clutterbuck I has the handlebar. She's getting plowed. Yeah, I, I don't know how Boomer feels about that. Like he's talked in the past, like how he'll just show up at his house and it's just a couple Islanders just sitting on his couch watching his TV. <laughs> it's like. Uh, it's like the guy uh, in Pacino in, in, in Heat when he shows up and, you know, fucking Ralph's watching his TV. Like, he wasn't pissed that Ralph was fucking his wife. He was pissed that Ralph was watching his goddamn TV. You know? Yeah, like, Boomer, Boomer can't like it. He's, it's even worse that it's happened to the Islanders for him. He's yeah, got to be angry yeah. poor guy. Well, Matty Martz will be leaving uh, within the next couple of days, so. Oh, yeah, I can't wait till we do our NHL draft free agency pod. Yeah, that will Oh, I know at least one listener who would do that. So, DK Steve would, uh, he would love that. He really would. Podcast just does not want us to do that. You know that. The, the thing I love about drifts, everybody is an expert. Like, like according, DK has never seen these guys play. And he's an expert on every single buddy guy in the draft. Well, I heard DK had a lot of knowledge on Brexit. We could have brought him in, but apparently he's too busy. Yeah, well, he's yeah. too busy sitting with his grandparents uh, driving back from school to call us. Like, he's embarrassed as to what he's going to say. But, yeah, it would have been a pleasure to have DK on. And we will have uh, a guest on sometime uh, sometime soon in one of the newer pods. Probably get DK on. But, uh, I can have uh, Yams come on wherever he returns from his trip. Yeah. That'll so. be a treat for you guys. Try to... Uh, you know, introduce everybody to the uh, Tabor and the Billy... Well, no, I shouldn't say the Tabor, but the, the Billy Bibbit and the... Uh, uh, you know, some of the other... Uh, Mancini. Mancini. And, maybe even a Nurse Ratchet. I mean, you never know. We'll, we'll get everybody on. All right, so uh, I guess that's episode five, just about in the books. Uh, I think we covered just about everything we had to, we had to say. So uh, follow us on iTunes. Spread the, uh, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And uh, to all my Met fans, I'm sorry about Zach Wheeler retiring his UCL. Was that an old report or a new report? Uh, according to Mike, it was a new report. Within 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? The they said it was within seven minutes? Yeah, within like seven minutes. 30 seconds, seven minutes. Hey, there's, there's wrong and there's Francesa wrong, okay? So he was, he was Francesa okay. wrong there. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so a big shout-out to the sports pope on the uh, whole Zach Wheeler thing. But uh, any closing thoughts? So probably closing just remarks? drop a couple quick fucks just to... Uh, <laughs> yes. Safe face here, and we don't want to be outshined by anybody. Tom, Tom Brady was framed. <laughs> yeah, anyone who hasn't seen it, you gotta check out any given Wednesday with Bill Simmons. Yeah, it, it kind of got some heat, but I, I enjoyed it. If you like Simmons's column, you like the show. I mean, it's pretty much. I, yeah, I just like Bill Simmons. He's one of my favorite writers. So, if you like him, you'll love his show. Yeah. So, all right, fellas, good work today. Hope everybody yeah. enjoys. God bless. God bless. Make America great again.